Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Ontario woman, and this happened in Canada, Mm. uh, kicked out of bingo hall for not using a mask to cover the breathing hole in her neck. Wow. That's right. Cover that up, lady. Put a scarf on it or something. (laughs) Can't be having that. Uh, An Ontario, and this it is a sad story. An Ontario woman battling lung cancer who breathes through the hole in her neck was kicked out of her local bingo hall because the breathing hole wasn't covered by the mask, her her son said. Wow. Uh, Elaine wow. Arbo, yes. It gets crazy, right? Oh, like this is this is this is the new normal. This is the world we live in now. Because you know it's just as easy breathing out of a little hole in your neck as through your you know <laughs> nose and mouth. But, uh, well, the nose is just a hole on your face, right? right if you got right. a hole in somewhere, you got to cover that up. Yeah, you know, you you wouldn't want to make concessions for someone because they have a medical condition. No, no, no. God it's forbid. not allowed. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, Richie, you, you you tried to qualify the statement that this was not part of the crackdown, and a lot of these businesses are doing what they're doing because they're being told to under the threat of what they presume to be violence against themselves if they don't crack down on behalf of the government. So, sure. I mean, ultimately, they're they're sort of like the unpaid tools of the state. Every disease. Every injury, broken bones, the flu, anything, uh, uh, depression, uh, anxiety, all of these things, uh, systemic inflammation will aggravate. And what about the, uh, and I experienced this today, you experience it constantly where, where people not only cannot see their face, and so you can't, you can't uh, experience whatever expression they have, good or bad, mm-hmm. uh, you also have this sort of mentality or this action the way people are the way of being where people are like pressing up against the side of the aisle to try to avoid you or they're they're pushing up against the other side of the door frame is you know they're walking out of a building and it's they're averting their eyes from you know they don't want to see look at you and i hear all that and i i go the opposite way of peakless mountaineer a little bit and i've i'm putting together gear of what i'm calling full compliance Right, the the most impressive <laughs> mask setup you can, because when I don't have to wear the mask, I hang out with you. I see you smiling, uh-huh. Ian. I see you smiling, peakless mountaineer. I get all that medical benefits of it. I don't wear a mask nor. But when I'm around the people who want me to wear a mask, I want to be in full compliance around them and deny them of all those health benefits if they're going to be like pressed up against the aisle. I want them pressed up completely, all the way. All the way. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so I, I'm putting together some stuff, and uh, maybe, you know, we'll, it's a radio show, so it won't look that cool here. But yeah. aren't you like? Didn't you buy like a bulletproof mask or something like that? Heard about a uh, new uh, virtual currency that has uh, advantages compared to the other uh, virtual currencies I uh, okay. had not heard about yet. It's called CloudCoin. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of it. What uh, now? What makes it, it so special? Um, cloudcoin.com. Can you spell that? And C L O U D uh, or C R O W D? Charlie Lima, Oscar Uniform. Uh huh. Okay. Delta. Cloudcoin. So there's a lot of yep. these cryptocurrencies out there, and many of them aren't even worth talking about. What is it that makes this one, you know, so special? He got in early. A different. <laughs> A different architecture from Bitcoin and the other uh, virtual currencies. Mm. 
Well, there sure are a lot of these things out there, and it's so hard to know what's going to be the ultimate, you know, winner. What will, what will dethrone Bitcoin someday? I, I'm going to go ahead and go out on the limb and say, at some point, Bitcoin will be dethroned. But that's the only thing that I'm I feel yeah. safe saying. You got you got a caveat. You got if you're going to make a prediction like that, you got to put a time frame on that. I'm not even going to put a time oh, frame uh, on it. I, I'm staying right here next to the uh, next to the the trunk and saying uh, I don't think that. Uh, as a store of value, it's uh, going to get dethroned, uh, if ever, anytime remotely soon. Uh, as a spendable hey currency, I think it's almost been dethroned. This just launched cryptocurrency, market cap $5 billion. Well, there was one like that recently, Polkadot. Something like that. that. Uh, that came out, and it just shot up to, like, number five. For on the, what? Uh, How? How? It's got buzz. You know, it, people are obviously interested in is it. Is that a function of the market then? Do we have to, like, grant them that? That, oh, the, the market has spoken and Polkadot is now number five. Right now it's number six, right behind Chainlink, uh, Ripple, Tether, Ethereum, and Bitcoin. So Polkadot is now higher on the top ten than Bitcoin Cash. There you go. Yeah. With what, and it's been out for, like, a month, less than a month. What's the offer? What do they have that's so know. special? And so that's the thing. A lot of these things are so obtuse to me. Like, I'm not a programmer, okay? I could have been. Like, you know, if I'd gone in a different direction in my life. I took a sure. programming class in high school, right? Uh, if I'd gone in a different direction, I could have gone that way, but I'm not. And so, like, some of the things that when you look at these, the feature lists behind Have you read the white things, paper? It's no, amazing. I definitely haven't. <laughs> I've tried looking at a white paper or two, and it's just my eyes gloss over, and it's too technical for for my for my I, blood. I, I actually did read the the white paper on Bitcoin. Yeah, I've heard it's a good one. That might have been worth it at the time, yeah. right? But if like a, a new cryptocurrency gets launched every week, and you got to like they all got a white paper. They all got a white paper, and that's the thing. I mean, every cryptocurrency that uh, is worthy of the name is based on Bitcoin. So, I mean, to to have read the white paper on that is is actually a substantial change. I was just gonna tell you. This morning, I had heard on Coast to Coast, uh, the, they were interviewing the uh, person who had developed the cloud coin. Um, oh, so really? I guess you'll kind of kind of take that for what it's worth. But maybe that's these, why it's maybe that's why I think the other guy who called was also calling from your area. So maybe he heard the same yeah, yeah, it could be. show. Uh, but it sounded like to me anyway, and I'll be the first to admit, I know very little. Actually, I know nothing about cryptocurrency mm-hmm. other than I know you know that there is such a thing. But uh, if I can recall, uh, the way he described his being different is uh, just the privacy and the anonymity to it. Um, he basically described it as, you know, if you have $2,000 cash in your pocket, you're the only person who needs to know that you have $2,000 cash in your pocket. Uh, if you mm-hmm. have $2,000 in the bank, there are going to be... Oh, uh-oh. There, you know, up to and including the government. Uh, his you're you're going to have to backtrack for a second. Coin. We lost you. Yeah, we lost you like the last sentence or, or If you so. have $2,000 in your pocket, you're the only one that should know. If you have $2,000 in the bank, where were you saying? Right. Uh, other people know that $2,000 is there. Sure. The bankers the or the, the government. Bank. Yeah. I'm not the sort of guy that gets the, the newest cell phone. I'm not the sort of guy who's going to take the brand new designer drugs. I'm going to go ahead and let things get t- tested on a few people. Uh, I'm going to uh, wait until it shakes out, and hey, it might be better. Uh, I'd, I'd rather not do the risk. So, Philip, you heard the the founder of this cloud coin being interviewed this morning on uh, Coast to Coast, and uh, he was talking about privacy aspects of this. And, and those aspects are, are within a, a numerous 
amount of cryptocurrencies out there. The privacy coins, for instance, like Monero, uh, and there are a variety of others that have offered privacy for half of a decade, you know, for a long time. And then every other cryptocurrency also is permissionless, meaning that you don't have to ask anyone's permission to open up a wallet. You don't have to go and beg for them, you know, sit down in front of a banker for an hour and uh, sign a bunch of government forms or whatever and then hope that you'll be allowed into some sort of system. You just download a wallet. You don't have to ask anyone to do that. You don't have to tell them who you are. And then you can start receiving cryptocurrencies. So, I mean, I haven't heard the interview with this guy, but my initial response to this is beware. I would say do not give these people any of your money. Until, Caveat emptor. Yeah, until you've Fire done a beware. tremendous level of uh, due diligence and background on this, and bring some bring some crypto people in who know a thing or two about crypto, and ask them what they think. Uh, and I would say start with that rather than going any further. You do have to get it out there, and maybe it's not a scam per se. Maybe the guy who programmed this really is a genius, and he's come up with some sort of amazing system. He's got a little comparison page. Uh, on the CloudCoin website that compares... I, I have a general rule where if you are going to sell me a thing and I ask you what's in it and you won't tell me... You won't show. I usually don't buy it. Well, I mean, usually, but that's like, not necessarily yeah, true. Here's this delicious cupcake. Can 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 you tell me what the ingredients are? No. <laughs> well, and again, when you're talking about software, there's a lot of closed-source software out there where they won't give you that information well, either. there is, but yes. the amount of trust that I have to give someone for closed-source software is probably lower than the amount of trust for any, like, major investment. Like, sure. okay, let's say your, your closed-source software is terrible, just absolutely wretched like okay it might break my computer and i've probably wasted the like 50 bucks or whatever it costs to get your software right whereas with something like this it's like oh you just stole a thousand bucks of from me or your life savings in some people's understood i just want to be clear that just because it's not open source doesn't make it is not the factor that makes it a scam no i didn't say it was a scam. and most people aren't going to most people aren't going to give me poison cupcakes either but the thing is like they don't they don't publish an ingredients list for almost any liquor that you can buy yeah that's that's usually not a big problem right elaine arbo is the lady doesn't go out much anymore, her son says, unless it's to play at a casino or bingo hall with her friends. So this was her one thing. Right. This was her one fun thing that she was still able to go out and do. Because you can't really go out and do much of anything anymore. That's period. part of it. Uh, even if you are, whether you're 65 or you're you know, 25, there's really not that much to do. But this lady, she enjoyed going to her bingo hall. The 67-year-old was excited to see her friends again when Delta Bingo in Pickering, Ontario, reopened following the COVID-19 shutdown. Get your markers out, head on down to the bingo hall. Right. But things didn't go as planned when she arrived earlier this month. When she got inside, management asked her to leave. She was told to leave by management if she didn't cover up the hole in her neck. Can you imagine how awkward that conversation was? The ball's on that guy. I know. Wow. And one of the fun things about this, like... Just following orders, man. Just doing my job. Well, were they his orders? Like, did they have something specifically set aside? So now, just so you know, if someone comes in with a tracheostomy, (laughs) 
here's exactly how you handle that. Or was he just sort of making it up on the fly as he goes along? Like, well, you know. Probably made it up on the fly based on some other rules or regulations that is now going to be codified with tracheostomy. Did he just assume it counts as a single extra nostril? Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. If I had a business that specifically catered to people over 60, mm-hmm. yeah, I would be really careful on uh, on what practices I would use for for, uh, for medical but things. But what glo- I mean, look, if unless you're constantly changing those gloves, it's not going to do any good. That's true. Uh, and I suspect that most of these employees aren't changing the gloves after contact with every single customer, mm. right? Because if you were going to be consistent about it, uh, I would suspect that's what you'd have to do. Every new dollar bill that crosses your <laughs> register. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's one of the things that I think is uh, just astonishing, that no one seems to know that, like, money has always been dirty. Like, oh, it yeah. has always been very, very horribly dirty. dirty. I think people know that. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, of, all the, of all the Karens in the world... Emails. Of all the Karens in the world, it is one of the rarest things to be like, no, no, wash your hands after handling mm-hmm. money before you touch my food. Which, I mean, strikes me as blatantly obvious. I mean, I've, I've worked in food services. Sure. And yeah, you, you need to do that. Right. And, that's what, and when you see somebody in food service who knows what they're doing, uh, they usually will take the gloves off, handle the money, and then if they you know, don't have a washing ability in that moment, they'll put a fresh pair of gloves on. Right. Right. So there are ways to do this, but you're not going to see that level of compliance by these employees. I mean, the whole mask thing is a total sham. It's a total show. I knew the Sturgis people were going to show up. I mean, I, yeah, I, I've it hung out like with it was awesome. uh, some, some motorcycle enthusiasts and like it, there's there's just like this rich tradition of like, no, this is what we, we do. do what we want. We always do yeah. this. And like, and yeah, there's there's a I mean. It's hard to get more independent than the my way of conveying myself from A to B is a one-seat uh, ride. I mean, that's that's yep. about as much physical expression of independence as you can really get. And you don't have any walls around you. You're you know exposed to I, all the elements. I, I, I'm surprised to see it from uh, uh, from uh, Burning Man, uh, b- mostly because it. it it tends to be a politically left uh, uh, thing. I mean, yeah. it, it really has to do with uh, the the personality type. Uh, it's uh, a very high openness, openness to new experience, uh, openness to uh, uh, aesthetics. Uh, so it tends to fall on the sort of political left spectrum. Well, the supermajority of them did stay home. Mm. Um, the article from sfgate.com only cites hundreds of dedicated burners that mm. attended. So that's way less than the normal fifty to 70,000 people that attend uh, the Burning Man Festival. So these are the people who, who went despite the fact that the, the official event was not happening. Mm-hmm. Did they Burning- actually set the man on fire? I don't know what all things they did. There's actually not <laughs> a lot. There's not a lot in the story actually about what transpired, but they do mention that there were some people there. The thing that really concerns me about investing in um, Bitcoin or any other of these uh, currencies is um, 
the safety, in other words, uh, how do we know that the people who are in control of this won't suddenly expand the money supply to take out money for themselves in a kind of a way and then leave us with money that has been cheapened by the fact that the money supply has been substantially expanded to the benefit of those who got money out of the system without really... You mean, you mean like the Federal Reserve notes in your wallet right now? Yes, exactly. Okay. Right. A well, legitimate concern. It, it is. Uh, however, it, it kind of illustrates uh, a fundamental misunderstanding of what this is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with cryptocurrency, I, I'm, I'm one of the, the more layman on this one, mm-hmm. even though I, I did uh, read the, the paper on it. But so w- with ordinary currencies as we know them today, you have a central uh, issuing uh, entity, usually a, a country. I mean, you a could, government. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you could theoretically Central do this bank. with like a credit card system or something like that. But yeah, you have a, a government that issues uh, the currency out there. Uh, now, with this, you don't have any kind of central planning with it. What you have is a set of code that everyone who runs this code is all running the same code if they're going to have the same currency. And it has a, a, a programmed in way of having a very specific amount over a specific time period uh, that that gets brought into circulation. I was at dinner at the time that you received those two calls about uh, cloud coin and a highly course- questionable, highly <laughs> suspect uh, website that is dun, dun, dun. pitching some sort of. Bitcoin topping best of kind of thing that's not a crypto that's sort of sounding like a crypto but it's not at all it seems like a crypto uh, better than it's looks really really suspicious what did you learn about it so okay from a technical standpoint so far and I I went, went ahead and read the white paper which has virtually no uh technical uh, uh Real nitty gritty technical. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's how so to do it. So it's easy for the layman to un- just understand. It does show what one of the pieces of information the packet would look like, mm-hmm. or what does look like, because apparently it does like does exist. Um, it doesn't explain a couple of things, but I did notice there were some some major differences. The first difference is that I noticed is that in, instead of it using GPG, which is uh, the GNU. What does that stand for again? It's it's a variant on PGP, right? Pretty good privacy. Yeah, pretty good privacy was was proprietary and it was made and licensed. Uh, GPG was the reverse engineered uh, hack that okay, uh, that was created to make it open source. A JPEG mm-hmm. can have metadata injected into it, mm-hmm. so you can have you know ASCII characters, or you can have text characters embedded into a JPEG, mm-hmm. kind of like. And I've thought about this, but for like years. what it's it codes like, oh, for okay. is held on someone else's computer, right? <laughs> The the idea is that you hold this this JPEG and the JPEG apparently is, has a password and the password is what unlocks that JPEG if you want to tr- if you want to trade the currency that's quote unquote embedded into this JPEG. Um, I mean, it sounds like it a from... bank account on a less secure system. Ah, okay. So here's, like with here's with a bank account, there. like I've got my username, so, I've got my password, and that lets me get into a, a certain part right. of their computer. I feel like there's going to be some found... big reveal coming. On the very bottom, well, okay, I don't ever re- reveal, but I definitely have something that gave me pause, mm-hmm. okay? It, it it doesn't necessarily mean, okay, don't do this, don't use this thing, but it's definitely making me think I need to investigate this a lot more. Um, on the white paper, it had a link at the bottom, and the link, uh, what was the text of the link? Uh, let me see here. The rationale behind it says, the, okay, so they call this system of clouds, they call it a RADA, 
Rada, hmm. you know, RAID means redundant array of blah, 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 blah. Okay. Basically, it's a way of, of checksumming or making sure that information isn't corrupted. Uh, I mm-hmm. guess it could be considered a way of handling the two generals problem sort of thing. People are getting a little fed up with this whole COVID crackdown out in Germany. Apparently. Turns out. And, and this has been kind of a, a tricky subject to to research. Like, it's it's really hard to find consistent information. The media uh, doesn't want to talk about yeah, this. Number one, the media does not want to talk about it. Number two, when they do talk about it, it is always very, very like, this is these far right crazy people. Mm. And, like, you can't even find a consistent number on, like, okay, how many people showed up to this thing? Because, like, okay, I've got, I've got one here that's uh, actually dated from before the, the main protest on, uh, on August 1st, mm-hmm. and it says 38,000 people. And then you go on to CNN, and, like, the main protest had 17,000 people, and it's like, uh-huh. that's a little hard to believe. And, like, you look at the pictures, and it's like, whoa, that is not a couple thousand people. Like, it is just streets streets and streets packed with it, which was where I ran into this in the first place. I Mm -hmm. just, like, you know, someone sent me this uh, picture of what's going on in Germany and, like, didn't get back to me on what was going on. And it's like, what the heck are these people doing? Like, just this massive, massive protest where just cross streets and cross streets just absolutely jam-packed with people. If you look at, oh, the income tax, it's a temporary small thing that will only affect the upper 10% of the country, ever. And we just need it for this world war. We'll we'll peel it right back off once the war is over. Passports war wartime initiative That's is right. They're still mm-hmm. here. Yep. I mean, these days you can barely get on a plane without, you know, special identification. Don't I mean, forget to, you gotta to have to a go mask for, now. Right. So, yeah, and, and that's that's always the trouble when you are standing on principle and protesting these things is that, oh, look, at these nutcases. I mean, they're just asking this tiny little thing for us. But honestly, it's those people that kept so many of these things from getting enormous is that there was some pushback even at the very beginning mm-hmm. is what let them know, oh, we can't get away with going whole hog on this. Right. So they'll switch their efforts over to some other terrible thing. And that's what's happened uh, so far. And, and there has been some pushback. And it did get bigger after that first event. But, you know, it hasn't, like, kept up a real momentum or anything like that. The Reopen New Hampshire events, I think they had three of them. And well, because now they... it's Reopen with restrictions. And right. is that okay with people? Is that, like, enough? Is that satisfying to them? I mean, there's certainly been the mask freedom events that have been happening. That's sort of been the, the resurgence, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. of, of the protest scene here in New Hampshire Within the last month, there's been a protest in Plymouth, uh, New Hampshire, which is a college town. There was one in Keene that followed that in the middle of August. Police in Berlin have arrested, and this is two days afterward, uh, but uh, still three days before the large protest was supposed to happen, I think. Now, they describe but, it in the news as an anti-corona protest. An That's anti-corona, a little confusing. Yeah, with little quotes and everything. An anti-corona protest. Now, I, I, what it is is they're against the response to corona. Right. They're they're against the masks and the social distancing. Saying they're anti-corona the makes every- them sound like they're against corona. I'm and they're like deniers. against it. How dare you be against corona? <laughs> or they or they're corona deniers or something, right? Like that they don't believe <laughs> those that it people exists. still exist. They do exist. Yeah. Some of them. Some of them, uh, including some of the people at this protest. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. Let's see, uh, some 38,000 people took to the streets in the city for mostly peaceful demonstrations. That's so big. there was a lot of burning and rioting and looting. 
you if know, it's compared to the United States. I, I really wonder, like, are they using mostly peaceful in the way that Americans use the phrase? Or do they have a different standard for mostly peaceful hmm. where like, well, some trash cans got knocked over. Hopefully and it's the literal definition, definition of mostly peaceful. Yeah, the, the actual, you know, using the word correctly. Um, yeah, uh, later, hundreds of protesters, many from the far right, tried to storm the Reichstag, the home of Germany's federal parliament. Really? Um, Did they yeah. set it on fire? Uh, apparently not. Oh, uh, missed their chance. It, it is a shame. It is a shame. <laughs> Could have got a whole new blood flag. A second group of about 30,000 met peacefully close by to hear speeches. So uh, I, I'm guessing what you have here is uh, – so in Portland, what you have on a very, very consistent basis – Portland, ha- uh, wa- uh, Oregon. Uh, Oregon, okay. yeah. Uh, what you have on a very consistent basis is you have essentially peaceful protests that will yeah. go on right about till the stroke of 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And right about the stroke of 10 p.m., they start lighting things on fire and breaking things. Uh, th- this is what I have heard. You've from been watching. Pe- uh, have you been watching Portland stuff. Uh, like I videos? have not personally. I have been uh, uh, keeping an ear out to people that actually live in that city and mm-hmm. have uh, experienced this themselves. And that's what I've heard is that on a very, very clockwork like basis, mm-hmm. you will have like while the sun is out, you will have peaceful protests, and it'll be you know the the moms against racism and all of that. And then once it gets dark, you better start heading home. Just like any company, man. You got to mm. worry about those third shifters. Mm. They just screw up everything for morning crew. I heard they've hit 100 days in a row now of protests ongoing in Portland. Yeah, I was wondering about that because, uh, you know, I've been hearing this like, uh, oh, is the federal government going to step in? And Trump's like, I will as soon as you ask. And when you're burning down federal buildings, mm-hmm. which, you know, apparently they haven't done. So for 100 days, is there like a central message that the protesters are still conveying to whomever they're protesting against? Thousands gathered to London's uh, Trafalgar Square to protest against issues including coronavirus restrictions oh. and 5G. Uh, signs reading masks Boy, are muzzled. Just, this 5G thing, man. They've been blaming cell phones for so many maladies for so long with no evidence whatsoever for it. Well, okay, so there is a, a one very, very simple problem with the whole 5G thing. So the competition in uh, in communications as a as a general industry is so difficult to crack into, and there is there are so many regulations that are keeping this not exactly a monopoly, but there is a very very limited set of commun- uh, of companies yeah. that can compete on uh, on any level of communications. So when that particular cabal decides, here's what we're doing. You can't compete with them and say, hey, that's not safe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this 4G thing, or I'm going to come up with my own 5G that I actually tested on what it will do to organic well, material. Okay, so to be fair, there are multiple standards of 5G. It's not a unified mm-hmm. standard, and the G just stands for generation. Mm-hmm. That's it. So right. different companies have their different type of 5G, of 5G. infrastructure that are going to be going on simultaneously. Yeah. So I mean, they're, well, they're, but the more G's, the more scared these people get. Man, they just freak out. They blame five G on every, you know, everything that's going wrong with their body or their loved one. It's mm-hmm. oh well, it must be the five G, and it's just the yeah, it c- convenient scapegoat. Diet. Yeah. <laughs> you just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.